Today on Lockdown Red Wings, should Detroit trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois or Mark Shifley? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown today to get started. Uh, a little bit of a disclaimer for you guys. We are recording this episode on Monday, the 12th. I said it at the end of Tuesday's episode, but because of some uh, circumstances out of my control, I will be out of town on Tuesday. So I could not record. So we doubled up on Monday so that you guys still had some content to listen to on Wednesday. So if any of this is out of date, which hopefully by Wednesday, it is not an out of date conversation. Uh, just so you know, this was recorded ahead of time, more so than usual, at least. Scotty, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. Yeah, doing uh, doing okay. Uh, at the time of this recording, the Tigers are on an L9, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this, they've won a game, but that's certainly not a guarantee with the Braves coming into town. Um, yeah, covering a lot for the news, uh, out and about pretty much every night at this point, covering something, so Scott, yeah, wherever you are, I'm doing all right. Wherever you are is the news. That could not be less true, but I appreciate it. Well, I tried to compliment him for once, and he just... <laughs> All right, cool. I'm just going to be mean to you from now on. Uh, okay. Everything will be the same as it was, dude. Nice. All right, cool. Uh, anyways, on today's episode, moving on, we're going to talk two more trade targets. We've been picking apart these Winnipeg Jets team for yeah. like a month now. Started with Kyle Connor as he was the guy like we really honed in on because he was the perfect mixture of everything I think the Red Wings needed. But uh, with the news, I think it was maybe Sarah Velli who originally reported it. I can't remember. It was a couple weeks ago now that Shifley, Hellebuck, and Pierre-Luc Dubois were essentially on the block for the Winnipeg Jets. We figured we'll just continue the conversation because the Winnipeg Jets, even though they you know, struggled to get out of the first round of the playoffs, they're a playoff team pretty much year in and year out because of phenomenal goaltending and great goal scoring. And these two guys are no exception. Both of them are centers but can play wing. Uh, Scotty, do you want to lead off with Mark Shifley or Pierre-Luc Dubois in this should the Red Wings trade for this guy saga that we continue on? I, I, I think we should start with Shifley. Mark Shifley. All right, cool. So Mark Shifley, he is 30 years old, so he'll be going into his age 31 season this year coming up. He, however, though, is six foot three, 207 pounds. He's a right-handed shot. And like I said, he can play center or wing wherever you need him. But center is, you know, more valuable. But this team just needs goal scoring. And he scored 42 goals this past season. In 81 games played, so only missed one. 42 goals, 26 assists for 68 points. His career high in a single season was 84 points back in 18-19. This past season, it was just 68 points, however. But again, 42 goals. This team needs goal scoring. Scotty, I think when it comes to Mark Shifley, and again, also add in there one more year left on a contract that has 6.125 million cap hit and a modified no trade clause. So when it comes to Mark Shifley, he kind of hits all of the things that this team needs with the exception of his age. Is that a big turnoff for you? 
Um, it uh, <laughs> it's tough because like adding this to this team is obviously a huge upgrade pretty much wherever he lands like he, he's going to instantly make this team better and he he's going to make the depth better just because he's going to push everyone down a peg he's going to make the top end better because he was a what a 40 goal scorer this year i mean like there and, and and it's it's like you need the goal scoring like you you, you need and Certainly, it's it's worth pointing out that this was his career high in goals uh, at you know twenty nine years old. So that's something that is is important to note, I guess. Like it's not like he's he he. This is his first time he's ever had a forty goal season, uh, but still is a forty goal scorer, and still every year is giving like consistently, uh, pretty much in the high twenties, low thirties, kind of as the floor, and then it it varies. From there, so like th this is a, a a guy that I think everyone on the wings would welcome. Uh, it, it's just a the the age, and b I, what it always comes back down to is how much are you willing to give up? And uh, I I don't think that Red Wings fans or the Red Wings organization are going to be in a position where they are willing to part ways with a lot to get honestly to get either of these guys but we're talking about Shifley for right now um not that you know we'll be able to get him for nothing or anything there there is a price that I think will be is like doable but um I, I think that's the the biggest thing for me is just like I, I if Winnipeg truly is like blowing it up and and kind of just like starting from scratch um I don't know. They, they might want more than what we're willing to give. Yeah. And the reason why we waited until now to discuss these two guys is because they're kind of lower on our rung for guys. Yeah. We think would be good fits, obviously for Shifley, the big, the big thing against him is one, like you said, this is the first year he's ever scored 42 goals. He was still a minus 16 and his defensive, his even strength defense at goals above replacement. Like pretty much everyone we've talked about was, below replacement level, but he made up for it with his insane amount. I think he was still a 90, 90th percentile center in the NHL this year's top 10% in the NHL uh, in terms of goals above replacement, just simply because of his offensive output was insane. Uh, if you look at his player card, but his expected goals for percentage was below 50%. So across the season, he was out there for more shot attempts against quality shot attempts against than shot quality shot attempts for, so you kind of have to take the good with the bad. Like you're getting a guy who is just going to be a bona fide, like shot taker. Yeah. Goal scorer. Like this is a guy who's, and he had, you know, 68 points. There have been years where he's gotten more, way more assists than he has goals. And, you know, his career high was 38 goals and 46 assists for 84 points. Typically he gets more assists than goals, but this year his goal scoring exploded. If you want to look at the positives for him though, you know, despite his age, he's got one more year left. So you can kind of, you can trade for him and then decide depending on how that season is playing out, if he's worth giving that extension to. So the age isn't really a factor, but again, you got to look at too, like you were saying, what would it take to get a guy like this? And with a Winnipeg Jets team that doesn't look like they want to rebuild, but they want to retool. It's like another situation where they're going to want NHL ready talent. And the Red Wings aren't in a situation where they want to give up. NHL ready talent because it just at some point almost becomes a lateral move. You have all these picks and like you can give up prospects, but not NHL ready prospects. Like those are the guys you want to hang on to. Cause those are the guys who are part of your core. If you want to give up like 
a Wallander, a Wallander or a Johansson, like one or maybe two of those guys to make your team offensively so much better. Sure. But you don't want to be giving up guys who are like NHL ready. Like you're trying to make this team better, but not also like take, I'm not saying it would be two steps back, one step forward to get a Mark Shifley. Cause this is a guy who can, has a track record of producing at the NHL level, but it'd be like one step back to take two steps forward. And this team's looking to take like just solid two, three steps forward. And it just gets tough when you're these guys with these guys who have a mixed bag. Yeah. And, and you know, as, as far as the, you know, the, the, the contract overlap there where if you traded for him now, he'd be here for a year. And then it, I, I said, I've said it with several players that we've done these kind of whatever you want to call them deep dives on already. Um, there's no way. The Detroit Red Wings are trading for anyone if they are not certain that they're extending them immediately. Yes. They are not acquiring someone and then going, well, let's see how the year plays out. That's not happening. That is a that's a a preposterous like use of assets. Teams that can do that are teams that are in win now mode. Right. The teams that do that are teams that are trying to win a Stanley Cup right now. Yeah, or even like afford to let a player walk and still rentals, like you know, three, four month rentals at the at at the deadline. Like that's the Red Wings are absolutely not not acquiring someone just to like uh, not going to acquire a thirty year old just to be here for a year and then like go away. Like they 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 would only acquire Shifley if he was if, if the organization rather was confident that he was going to maintain his level of play and that they were going to extend him the second he got here. It's just, it's, it's just a weird situation because he doesn't fit your core age, but he could be, it's tough because he would make this team better instantaneously. If he was on this roster and he'd bring a level of production, an extra level of production that just this team doesn't have depth wise. And he'd be good for two, three, maybe four years. But then in that span when the team's getting ready to become a genuine bona fide Stanley cup contender for the next, hopefully like decade plus that's when he would be sliding back and you'd still be paying him that money. Cause he's not going to take a short-term extension. This upcoming free agency at the end of next season for him will be this last big contract opportunity in the NHL. Cause that's just yeah. how it works. After that, it's going to be a handful of two, three, four year contracts. So he's going to be looking probably, I mean, given his age at the end of this contract, will he be 31, like four or five years, maybe six, if a team's desperate enough for him, if his production stays the same in the next season. Yeah, but like that, closer to three and four. That's years. not a that's not a contract this Red Wings team is can afford to give out when they're trying to be competitive in that window, and he'll be sliding back in that span. It's well, like again, that's right. That's that's the team's analysis there. Like that's out of our our control. Like that's that's Iserman. Like if he thinks that he's going to maintain that level of play for the next four years, then he's going to going to fire away and do it. But um, yeah, like, you know, some people certainly not everybody, it's not an automatic decline from now until 34, but like, that's obviously when a lot of players start to. So yeah, I mean like David Perron's a prime example of a guy who just has maintained his level of production through his mid thirties. Like yeah, he's been yeah, oh yeah, just as good plenty. every year. Yeah, there's plenty of examples. So it's Alex Ovechkin, although he's a right. big enigma. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's certainly not a guarantee, but um, you have to be confident that he is going to maintain this level of play because you're right. The Wings aren't trying to acquire declining production. That yeah, they are they're trying to get trying to acquire people who are either going to maintain or increase production. So yeah, um, not to say his his production is actually 
goal scoring has increased. So, but we don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, again, like they, if the front office thinks that he's not one of those guys that's going to decline production wise, then they're going to do it. Um, but so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it could bite you, like the age thing could bite you at the long run, but it's not a guarantee either. But they're so, also not going to bring him in and not extend him like they definitely would. So, there is one more thing aspect we got to discuss about this, but we'll do it after the break. First, I got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA play, uh, playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better be place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. You can play some odds on, well, by now, you guys are listening to this, the NBA championship might be decided. And same with the Stanley Cup championship because this is Wednesday's episode, so I won't ad-lib that part. Maybe game six for both of those if it gets that far. I don't know. You'll know by the time you're listening to this. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about a possible trade for Mark Shifley. There's one more aspect of this we haven't talked about yet. And it's the fact that Shifley himself has a modified no trade clause on this contract. And it's a 10-team list. So I guess my question here would be, would the Detroit Red Wings be on his 10-team no trade list? Because this is a guy who has not won a Stanley Cup yet. He's in the prime of his career one more big contract left. Do you think he'd be on that list of 10 teams he wouldn't want to go to? Or do you think that even though the Red Wings aren't Stanley Cup contenders yet, they make the cut just simply because of, and this is probably bias saying this, but how well run the organization is. I think that this is a conversation between Shifley's agent and Steve Iserman. Like, if his agent walks into the room and is like, hey, this team's on the up and up. They've improved each of the last, you know, four seasons or whatever, three seasons. They have a lot of young talent. They're trying, they believe that you could be the guy that puts them over the edge. And the Wings are willing to give you a four year extension the second the trade goes through. Then he'd probably be like, all right, well, I wouldn't mind playing for the Detroit Red Wings then. Like, I, I feel like. It's not going to be a uh, – if he's not on the list, it's or if the Red Wings aren't on the list, rather, then it's for a reason uh, that we have already discussed. Like, I don't think that he's just like, screw the Red Wings. <laughs> like, I just you know really I mean? like, don't think – because usually, usually you hear teams – there, there are some teams that get on the list because their organization is just historically, like, not well-received. Like – a lot of times you'll see teams like Arizona yeah, on there, even Toronto the and a lot like Canadian yeah. markets in general, just because Canadian markets can be toxic. Um, some teams want to go there to com compete, but some teams just want to avoid it because they don't like the media. Or they don't like how the organizations run stuff like that. I don't see that with the Red Wings. They're a team that's on the up and up. And I mean, this is just my speculation, obviously, but they're a team that's on the up and up that the organization has had no ill things come out about it. Knock on wood, but that doesn't happen but it doesn't seem like this would be a team that would be worth putting on your 10 team, no trade list when there are probably other teams that are more uh, acceptable. That's not the right word I'm looking for, but that's the word I'm going with no. for that list. Yeah. But Shifley just screams Vegas golden Knight, If you ask me, 
it just I could just see him getting dealt. The Vegas Golden Knights pull off some BS and trade for him, and boom, there he is in Golden Knights jersey. It just screams Golden Knights to me. He just feels right up. I I hate it. I hate the fact that they just somehow keep acquiring guys. That he's going to Vegas, but I don't hate the take. So let's transition now, Scotty, if you're ready, to Pierre-Luc Dubois. And this is going to be a conversation that's similar to the conversation we had on Monday's episode with Alex Dabrinkit. Pierre-Luc Dubois is 24 years old. He's an arbitration-eligible RFA uh, as this season expires. This year, he had 27 goals, 36 assists for 63 points. That is a career high in points for him, a career high in assists. Um, and one goal shy of tying his career high in goals. But he did that in just 73 games played, where previously, last year, he had his career high in goals in 81 games played. So you might have seen a little higher point production if he was able to play all of that. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been a name that's been in the media for a long time because he kind of publicly stated that he, I won't say, allegedly he stated he wanted to go to Montreal when he still had a year left with the Winnipeg Jets after having been dealt from Columbus to Winnipeg for being like a, uh, a, a locker room nuisance, let's say. Somebody well, not well story, received in the locker room. It, it's wild because the Columbus, I remember the Columbus thing vividly, right? Like he's like, I'm not playing games for torts. That's what it was. He, he said, I'm not playing games for, for torts. Um, and Torch said, okay, you know, F you then. Like, we're, <laughs> we're then, we, then you won't play, bud. See ya. And uh, they benched him. He, he was not getting played. He was actively getting benched. And um, eventually they just had to trade him. And I remember when that was happening, that the Wings were in the conversation then for like, hey, this dude's 22. He was literally 22 years old at the time. He had already had like a like a sixty point and a, almost a 30-30 season at twenty years old. Like he was one of the the better prospects in the league, and and was basically like him and the head coach are both like, yeah, I'm not playing. That's the only thing they agreed on was that he wasn't going to play games. <laughs> and so um, they like the wings were kind of in that conversation. I remember like talking about that a lot when it first happened with. Uh, some of my friends and and uh, Nolan and Ethan, I remember them talking about it. Like that was a really big storyline that the Wings were like weirdly not in the middle of necessarily, but like thrown into the mix of. And now you know whatever it is, two three years later, um, we're we're here, and the same thing is happening for the second team that he's on because he's already kind of like one foot out the door and, um. The, the interesting thing about it to me is that the production hasn't gotten like better. It's not bad. He's not a bad hockey player whatsoever, but he has not improved since he was 20 years old production wise. His, his age 20 season, he had 61 points, 27 goals, 34 assists. Last year, he had 28 goals and 32 assists for 60 points. And this year he had 27 goals and 36 points for 63 or sorry, 27 goals, 36 assists for 63 points. So like he's, it's not like he, he has been building upon like his production and getting better and better, but almost a 30, 30 season in three of his six years in his NHL career is certainly not bad. And he's only 25 years old and he can be a part of whatever moving forward. So it is an interesting conversation. It's just weird that the, the, 
comments that he make is is we that makes are always weird, and the fact that it's already happened with two different teams, and the Wings were part of it last time, and just kind of a, a really wild full circle moment if he were to come here. Yeah, and I mean, I think his value is really low right now. You know what? Let's let me. I'm gonna save it. We're gonna take another quick break, and when we come back, I'll get into my thoughts on Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. To segment three of Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right, Scotty, my thoughts on Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's a really good hockey player. I don't think he's tapped his full potential yet at 24 years old. I think, I, I don't want to speculate because I don't know him personally, but there definitely seems to be an attitude problem, and that's the one thing that definitely kind of turns me off from Pierre-Luc Dubois. Of it course, seems, yeah. and like, I don't know how much is actually things he said and how much is the internet kind of running away with like out of context comments, but it feels like, and I let off with this. It feels like he's had his heart set on going to Montreal for like five years now. And Montreal is a team that, I mean, I know they're bad right now guys, but they, they're building pieces to have a good hockey team in quite a few in next few years. Like they've got some really nice pieces. Uh, the Canadians do. And it just feels like he's biding his time until he can force his way to Montreal and he's an arbitration eligible RFA right now. And it feels like if you do sign or extend him, sorry, trade for him, the only extension he's going to take is one that takes him to UFA status so that he can then make the decision to sign with Montreal. I'm not sure off the top of my head how many more years he has at RFA status, or he could just straight up. Huh? Just it's either it's just one more one or two. He has four years of experience at the for a log at the NHL level. So I, I it's definitely it's, running low. It's getting close. Or he could just straight up say like he did in Columbus. I'm not playing trade me to Montreal. And at that point, he has no value whatsoever because there's only one team that can trade for him. It's right. kind of like wasn't what trade was it recently where it was like a same thing where was it? Kane to the Rangers, where it was basically, basically, I'm only going to go to this team. And so, oh, oh, what am I talking about? Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was a big one. For yeah, it was sure. NFL I'm thinking of. Aaron Rodgers, where he basically was like, I'm going to the Jets or I'm going nowhere. and I'm Or I'm retiring. So it took like a month and a half for it to happen, but the return was just meh because there was no other team to negotiate with. The Jets yeah, had all the power. Really, you can really screw a market pretty quickly by just giving a list of teams. And so, like, while I'd love a Pierre-Luc Dubois here because he's young, I don't think he's tapped the, the, the into his full potential yet. And he's arbitration, you know, he's an RFA, so you can kind of control how much he gets paid. I don't think he'd want to come here because I think he wants to go home. Plus, he's a, set, he's a center and left wing. I mean, like, he just, if it weren't for the supposed attitude problems, I'd be like, absolutely yes. Because you, on top of that, you know, he was above 50% expected goals, 4% uh, player uh, expected goals, 4 percentage. He was above 50%. He was 52% with the Winnipeg jets. And that was a playoff team. So he's above 50% on a playoff team, which means he's really good at producing offense, at least quality shot attempts. He was also a 83% goals above replacement percentile. Overall, his offensive numbers at even strength, for goals above replacement were really good. His defense was just meh, but it wasn't like an actual detraction from the team like Shifley was. He's good on the power play. He's good at drawing penalties. It's He's got all the tools to be a stud in this league. It's just whether or not he would want to come here and be willing to sign a long-term extension is like the big turnoff. Well, and, and I'll kind of reiterate a point I made in the last one. Like, I don't think the Red Wings wouldn't do their homework. Like, it, I, absolutely. I don't. 
I don't think the Red Wings will. I don't think we have to worry about the Red Wings acquiring him and then him. Well, I, we if we do acquire him, I guess we we probably always have to worry about like if he says anything publicly about anything. But um, I don't think we have to worry about like him coming in and then being like, I am not playing for the Detroit Red Wings. Like, I feel like that would be a conversation that was already had and the Red Wings wouldn't be stupid enough to acquire someone and not have that conversation and not uh, think that, that he was going to play here for the foreseeable future. Um, Yeah. Honestly, uh, probably extension again. Like, I don't know why the Red Wings would give up the assets that it would take to acquire him uh, if it wasn't going to lead to an extension. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty similar conversation as far as like the, the fit goes and the style of play goes. I mean, uh, again, like with all these guys, like the, the, the Red Wings, if anybody we've talked about all season, if they were to join the Red Wings tomorrow, the Red Wings would be a better team like that. That's yeah. That's, that's what it comes down the team to is at right now. Like that they, all of these dudes that we've been talking about for the last month and a half would all make the Red Wings better instantly. Um, I, I think that if you're talking pure goal score, not that PLD can't still grow. Like, I mean, he's only what, 24, 25. Like he can, he can still continue developing. He's got a couple of years still until most people think that like your, your quote unquote prime has started. So, um, not that he can't continue to improve, but I mean, right now, I'd, he he's never even had a 30-goal season, right? Like, it's always, you know, 27, 28 kind of goals. So, uh, I, you, you need goal scoring really badly is everything that comes with Pierre-Luc Dubois worth the, the maybe not even 30-goal-a-season level of production. Like, again, 60 points or whatever would have been, what, second best on the team. I'm not trying yeah. to knock him as a hockey player whatsoever it's just the fit for what the wings desperately need right now are you going to go out of your way and give up assets and bring somebody like that in for a 30 30 season yeah like i mean if the question was simply would you have this player on your team the answer to both of those things are yes absolutely i think the that's not the we don't ask that question for a reason right like it's a dumb question it's a dumb question there's so much nuance to this I just think the fit would be very tough. I think there are things about both of these players that I do really like, but there are things about these players that both make me a little bit trepidatious that have me get, that give me pause when considering what would it cost to acquire them? Would they want to be here long-term, which to your credit, they would figure out before this player even came to Detroit. It wouldn't be something that they'd figure out after they already made the deal. But you know, how long in terms of Shifley will that, that, production last was it a one-off thing you know and then there's all the rumors surrounding and this is all rumors which is why i never really brought it up but like around the the problems that that winnipeg locker room had and a lot of times dubois and shifley were at the center of those rumors and detroit is not trying to build a culture like that they don't that's what's tearing down this winnipeg culture they have a really good hockey team but the culture in the locker room is allegedly toxic and that's why a lot of these their players are about to get shipped off were, their best players were better than our best players yeah it's so it's Heck just it's just uh it's a weird situation where on a very black and white scale i would absolutely say yes but i just don't see it 
it'd be very tough to pull off. And I don't see long-term it working out for the Red Wings in the way that we would hope and that the Red Wings would become bona fide Stanley Cup contenders every single year for like the next decade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and uh, there's, you know, like we don't obviously know these dudes personally and, and maybe they come here and they're great and, and you know, whatever, yeah. second chances and all that. But um, I, I think just fit on the ice. There are dudes that we've already talked about and that we will continue to talk about that maybe lead to more long-term pure goal scoring for a similar price than PLD specifically, but I guess really both of them long-term. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scotty, I've said my piece. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, we ball. That's it. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, um, and it'll be like current. Of course, this is probably still current unless one one or two of these guys gets traded in the next two days. Hopefully not. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. To your team, every day. Every day. Every day.